Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Joy podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Curry. And today we're going to talk about when you feel disappointed by God. It's something that I have been intimately acquainted with is feeling disappointed by God. And I know so many of you out there have struggled with feeling like, God, where are you? And what are you doing? And man, it's been a rough journey, but I can say today that I am grateful for the times that God said no or shut the doors in my life to things that I didn't understand. So today our podcast is going to be entitled, God Sees Your Tears. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, and let's get started. Years ago when I was homeless with my kids and going through divorce, I was really doubting that God loved me. I had struggled for almost 10 years being married to someone that had a drug addiction problem. And in the first year of marriage, he started using drugs. And by the second year, he was a full-blown heroin addict. In that next year, he ended up going to a drug rehab program and was there for an entire year. Away from me and my two little ones, he left a week before my second son, Elijah, was born. And I was on my own. And we had gone through so much to get him to that rehab. He had ruined me financially. He had begun writing bad checks and had stolen things from the church and pawned them and had even pawned his wedding band to get high. And we had gone through prayer and counseling and medical detox and methadone treatments. And finally, I felt, okay, he is finally getting the help he needs. And we're going to get through this and start our lives over. And things went well for a while. I moved down to Alabama and we started over and we were active in our church and leading the children's ministry and and then things began to unravel and we were struggling financially and i was wanting to go back to school and so you know, i asked him if he was going to be okay if we moved back home as far as not getting back into drugs he assured me that oh yeah he'd be fine but we got back up to michigan and sure enough he got back into things again and then things just progressed from there to him being involved in an accident and abusing prescription drugs. And it finally came to an end. He finally ended up becoming violent with me as I was trying not to let him take my car as he had been in an accident while using drugs and had injured someone. And uh, it was involving the kids in helping him grow marijuana. And I <laughs> was not going to have any of that. So after almost 10 years of working so hard and praying and believing that God was going to do a miracle in my husband's life to see everything come back around again and fighting those same demons and feeling like God had abandoned us, that he was ignorant of what we were going through. And he was either ignorant or unfeeling or un, 
unable to do anything. There's so much that goes into addiction. And I do believe at times my husband had been clean, had been free of drugs, but he didn't know how to maintain that. He didn't have the walk with God or the equipment (laughs) as far as his belief in God or his ability to obey God to remain free. And God is not a bully. He will not make anybody do anything that they don't want to do. And he's given us the ability to have free will. And unfortunately, my husband decided that he was going to choose drugs over his wife and kids. And that's ultimately what ended our marriage. So I was feeling so disappointed by God. And it was really hard to get over that. How do you reconcile the fact that God is all-powerful and all-knowing and he's a good God when you see things like what happened with my marriage come crumbling down. And it took me a while to just get to a point where I could trust God again. And I really had to trust that he knew better than me, that his no was not to be mean. It wasn't because he was unable. It was because he had something better in mind for me. His no was actually protecting me and my kids from something. And ultimately, his no was a loving gesture. It was a caring gesture. If any of you have children, you know that if you tell your kids no, it's because you know better than they do. You know that extra piece of cake is going to make them sick. Or not wearing sunscreen when they're going outside in the midst of summer, they will be burnt. And so sometimes you have to say, no, this is what we are going to do. And this is what we need to do to keep you safe and healthy and (laughs) protect you. And that's how it is with God. He is a loving heavenly father. He is fully knowing what you're going through. And he doesn't just say no to be mean. He has, he knows everything. He knows the words before they're even on your tongue. And he knows what you need before you even ask. He is your constant protection and shield. I love Psalm 56 verse 8. It says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. God is not distant when you're hurting. He is right there with you. He promises to bind up our wounds and heal our diseases. Sometimes though, we don't see that here on earth. I think about Mary and Martha and how they were hurting when their brother died and they brought their concern to Jesus. Martha said to Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Mary repeats that same thing when she confronts him. And when they confront him with their tears, Jesus isn't unfeeling and aloof. 
It's a one time in scripture where we're told that Jesus wept. He was moved to tears by their struggle and their frustration. And he knew that this earth is not our home and things are not going to be perfect. We're going to have sickness. We're going to have tragedy. We're going to have accident. We're going to have death. And that's even more reason why I think that he was also moved to tears because he knew what God had ultimately originally designed for us is to have that perfect communion with him and that relationship with him in the perfect environment. But then sin entered the picture and everything changed. And I think part of his weeping was knowing how much that sin and the devastation of that pain and separation that we have on earth when our loved ones die, he felt that. He knew their pain. I like to also think about the story of Hagar. And I just, first of all, want to say that if you think your family is messed up, (laughs) spend a little time reading the Old Testament. (laughs) These families were crazy. So here's Abraham and Sarah. And they were promised that Abraham was going to be the father of many nations and that God was going to give him and Sarah a child. They were both like nearly 100 years old or about 100 years old. I think Abraham was older than 100. And so they thought they would help God along in this promise that he had given them. And so they concoct this plan to have Hagar, who is Sarah's like servant girl, sleep with Abraham, become her become a wife of his as well. And then, oh, then maybe God can bless, make you a father of many nations through her. Then the baby comes and then there's conflict between Hagar and Sarah and Sarah starts, actually it says she beat her. And so Hagar is miserable and it's causing lots of stress in the house. So Abraham just sends her away. So Hagar is sent away by Abraham with her son, Ishmael. And so they travel on and they run out of water. They're in the wilderness and Hagar can't bear to watch her son die. And so she sets him a ways away from her. She doesn't have to watch him die of dehydration and the baby or the young child. We don't really know how old he is at that point, but he is crying. And it says that she lifted up her voice and was crying as well. And God heard them. He says to her, what troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the youth where he is. And he gives her a promise that he's going to also make Ishmael into a great nation. And God opens her eyes and causes her to see his provision, which is a well of water nearby. And I love this story because I love the thought of God being so intimately acquainted with what we're going what's going on in our lives there have been times where i have just cried out to god and actually yelled out to god while driving in my car just just feeling so desperate god what are you doing and where are you taking us and please provide for us please help me take care of these kids you've given me and set me over give me wisdom i just don't know what to do God knows what we deal with 
and he's not standing aloof. He's not incapable and uncaring. He knows your tears. He sees your tears and he is asking that you welcome him in. Welcome into those tears. Welcome him into your tears. Bring it to him. Bring to him your disappointment. Bring to him your frustration. Don't be afraid to question God. But just know that we can trust him. And what I had to do to rebuild my trust in him was read the scriptures about him. And one of the scriptures that I had to memorize and repeatedly tell myself, especially when I was laying down at night and all these cares and worries were going through my head. For one, I would begin to count my blessings, literally count my blessings. Start with, thank you, Lord, that I can get up and walk and I can go to work and my hands work and my feet work and I can open my eyes and I can hear and I can cook for my family and I can provide for them. Thank you for my job. On and on, just beginning to be grateful for all the many blessings that we take for granted. And then I had to memorize, like I said, verses like 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. It says, God is faithful And in the Amplified Version, which I love to read, it says, God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promises. And he can be depended on. By him, you were called into companionship and participation with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. But as I would lay there at night, I would recite this over in my head that God is faithful, he's reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promise, and he can be depended on. I had to reprogram my mind and my heart to trust him again. Another thing that I did was I spent time in worship singing songs about God's faithfulness. And I believe, as the scripture says, that God inhabits the praises of his people. And as we're worshiping him with song, and as we're thanking him and speaking his word, he inhabits that that time. He inhabits those words that are coming out of your mouth. And he fills you with peace and reassurance. And it's those times where God really broke through to my heart and reassured me that He ultimately was for my good. His decisions, that he was for me and not against me, that his decisions were ultimately for my good. The other thing that I had to do was I actually had to go to counseling. I had to find a Christian counselor that could help me walk through these things that had really hung me up. I had this stumbling block in front of me that was really hard to get over. And as I walked through this with my counselor in prayer, I was able to see God differently. And again, trust God. I just want you to know today that no matter what you're going through, no matter what disappointments and heartaches you've faced in life, if you've lost loved ones, if you lost jobs or your finances are not where you want them to be, you're struggling to make ends meet, 
God is there with you. He is so wanting you to reach out to him. A lot of times these situations that we find ourselves in where we come to the end of ourselves is exactly where God wants us because it's in those times that we end up turning to him. The Bible says that we're like sheep and <laughs> that we are. A sheep is not a very smart animal and needs to be led and it needs to be constantly protected from itself, really. And that's how it is many times. We wait until things are really bad with us, until we are like, okay, God, what, what do you want from me? What are you trying to teach me? And how can I learn from this? Okay, I'm ready to do it your way. And unfortunately, that's how we are a lot of times. Or we just get busy and we, we have our own plan and we get going. And then we're like, oh, doggone it. I really am off course here and I don't know how to get back. And then we seek God. Whatever your situation is, I just want to assure you today that God sees your tears. And he is there with you collecting. If somebody's there collecting your tears, they're going to have to be pretty close to you. And I wonder what God does with all those bottles of tears. <laughs> I wonder if when he gets to heaven, we'll get to just pour them out. And that there'll be then tears of joy. Because that's what he does. He takes our brokenness and he turns it into these beautiful things. I look back on my life and all the things that I've been through and all the hardships and the struggles and the heartache and disappointments that I've had over the years and where God has brought me to. Honestly, it makes today <laughs> and the place he has brought me to so much sweeter. My relationship with him is so much sweeter. I have been able to look over the times of struggle and over the times of trial and see his hand and remember how he has proven himself faithful time and time again. And I look back and I just rejoice in that. And that's what my podcast is about, is sharing those kind of stories, sharing my story of God's faithfulness and his goodness. And I truly believe that God comforts us so that we can comfort others. I don't always understand why God took me the route that he did, but ultimately he's using it today to encourage others to bring about hope and joy and trust in him and those who hear the stories that I have been through and how God has met my needs. And so today, again, I just encourage you to know that God sees your tears. Be blessed. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The more that we get the word out, the more we can spread that joy and make a difference in our world. Thanks for joining in. Today's episode was sponsored by Solar Grids Grand Rapids. If you are looking for solar grids to be placed on your home or business to save yourself some money, you can find information about that at solargridsgrandrapids.com. They service the greater Grand Rapids area and the entire U.S. So go ahead, reach out to them today.